If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, on today's show, we've got a lot going on. Let's start off with Microsoft is doing what I think Apple is eventually going to have to do, whether they like it or not. We've got the verification process of Steam Deck games continues to increase at a rapid pace pace uh we have censorship on the playstation and a countdown from capcom those stories and more on today's episode of games with bill if that sounds good let's get started let's start things off today by talking about microsoft microsoft recently announced that they're in the middle of trying to acquire uh activision blizzard and all of those ip for uh, close to 70 billion dollars and of course the Uh, The U.S. government and I think the European government as well, uh, they said, we may or may not be okay with this. So there's it's not a done deal yet. Well, Microsoft is laying the groundwork now to basically say, look, we are not going to be monopolistic. We're going to do everything that we can to make sure that this acquisition is not a detriment to the rest of the gaming industry or the rest of the tech industry. So, you know, you please trust us. And the first step is that they have basically reiterated the idea that they talk to PlayStation and big franchises like Call of Duty will continue to uh, come to other platforms even after the current contracts end. So that's one way that Microsoft is uh, showing good faith, uh, apparently. Uh, the second way is they just posted this very interesting blog post over at their official um, their official website. And obviously, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but there are a couple of things in there that I thought were pretty interesting. And if I want to rewind and give a little bit of context before I get to what Microsoft said, if you go back to last year, I think it was last year. The last couple of years are kind of blurry, so I'm not I can't remember exactly when it happened. But essentially what happened is Fortnite tried to use their own payment methods on the iOS app store. Apple said, you can't do that. They kicked them off the app store and there's been a on, an ongoing, very interesting lawsuit that's been happening between Valve and Apple. The reason it's super interesting is because lots and lots of information has been coming out about uh, all different parts of the gaming industry because of, uh, you know, information requests and, you know, documents that have been leaked out from the lawsuit. And because of that, we've seen a lot of really, really interesting things, things like where um, basically Epic Games said that we'll make Fortnite for Stadia, but only if you give us a certain a certain deal on the Google Play App Store, like that kind of thing. Uh, so there's super interesting stuff in that lawsuit. Well, the whole reason that that lawsuit happened was because Epic Games was trying to use their own currency instead of Apple's, uh, you know, payment methods. 
and Apple didn't like that. Well, Microsoft is saying in their blog post, that's not going to happen with us. We're not doing that kind of thing. You don't have to worry. We're going to be good. We're going to play nice. And they they aren't even really dressing it up. They're saying, look, we're doing this to avoid being regulated. And this very much echoes what happened back in the 90s. If you're really old like me, then this is going to sound familiar. If you are younger, then you're going to be like, really? That happened? Uh, So back in the 90s, there were two games that kind of upset a whole bunch of people. Night Trap and Mortal Kombat. Now, Mortal Kombat, super popular franchise. There's been 11 of them, probably more. Uh, I'm not sure. There's been tons of Mortal Kombat games. There have been movies. Everybody knows about Mortal Kombat. It's a gore fest, and that was its point back in the day. They were going for that shock factor, and it worked for them. Well, then there's Night Trap. Night Trap, which was this weird game that was based on VHS tapes originally and then eventually got made for the Sega CD, which had full motion video of actual video with real actors going around and pretending to be vampires. And you had to protect the girls in this house from the vampires. If you've never seen Night Trap, it is one of the most ridiculous things that you will ever see in your life. And you can you can pick it up on pretty much any platform these days and probably pretty cheap. Uh, it's a ridiculous game. It's also it's so bad it's awesome. That's that's the way that I would describe Night Trap. Now, when these two games came out, the U.S. government said, "You know what? We need to stop these games from being made for kids." And the uh, at the time, the um, the video game industry basically said, "Okay." Here's what we're going to do in response. We're going to create a self-regulatory body called the ESRB. They're going to rate games as, you know, M for mature or AO for adult only or T for teen, that kind of thing. And that basically got the government to back off and not regulate the gaming industry. And it seems like that's what Microsoft is trying to do now. They're trying to do the things that they need to do in order to appease the government so that the government will allow not only their deal to go through, but won't regulate their platform. It's always the kind of thing that you you want companies to self-regulate until they've shown that they can't self-regulate, in which case then the government comes in and shuts things down. Uh, So I think that Microsoft is doing the right thing there. I don't, I'm still not super happy that Microsoft is going around buying up all of these companies and PlayStation is doing the same thing in response. Um, And and I know people are going to say PlayStation didn't buy, um, crap, I can't even remember who it was. Insert name of company here. You know, they didn't buy this company in response to the uh, Activision Blizzard, but I still think it was in response to the ZeniMax uh, acquisition. Uh, But, you know, Microsoft is trying to do what they think is going to give them the best chance at the government allowing this deal to go through. So we'll see if it happens or if it doesn't. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. If you are listening to the podcast and you're like, what comment section? Head on over to youtube.com slash nerdnest and click subscribe right now. And then if you're watching this, click the bell because it's awesome. You're, you're, you guys are awesome for doing that. All right. 
Moving on, let's talk about a rumor about um, GoldenEye. We talked about this, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and it looks like we are getting a little bit more information about GoldenEye on its way to possibly the Xbox. We saw in the previous weeks that the achievement system had shown up that were basically saying, hey, look, there's achievements for GoldenEye on Xbox, which may or may not be a good indicator that the game is coming. Um, so there's there's that. Then there's the fact that it's no longer banned in Germany. Um, as somebody who did not know it was banned in Germany, I find that to be really interesting. And I only read about it a few minutes ago. So I'm not going to talk about whether or not it was ba- or like why it was banned in Germany, because I don't know. If you know why it was banned in Germany, educate me in the comments down below. Um, but I know that there's a lot of people who adore GoldenEye. And I can't wait because when I had an N64, I played Zelda. I played Blast Corps. I played Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball. I think it was a baseball game. Maybe it was Cal Ripken's baseball. I don't know. It was insert sports celebrity guy uh, baseball game. I played that. And I played uh, Mario 64. And those were the games that I had for my N64 and I adored those games. And I know that GoldenEye was really, really popular. I never really played it. I think I probably played it at a friend's house once, but I didn't have a whole lot of experience with it. So I know that there's a ton of people out there that adore this game. In fact, it's funny. I saw a tweet. It was either this morning or the other morning. Somebody said, what's a video game that are a video game that you would like? I'm sorry. What's a movie that has an awesome video game uh, that goes along with it. And most people would agree, especially in the 90s, that video game tie-ins for movies have been kind of middling at best. And uh, almost all of the responses that I saw were GoldenEye, GoldenEye, GoldenEye. And I really want to play this remake and see how well it holds up over time because I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it, but I've never really had any time to play it myself. So... Uh, I'm very curious about that. If you are a huge fan of GoldenEye, let me know why down below. Let's move on to the Steam Deck, uh, the, the the device, the platform that I'm incredibly excited for, and I can't stop shopping the the Valve store. I'm just looking for games that I'm going to want to play on the Steam Deck, and the verified list keeps growing. I remember looking sometime last week. I think that there were like a hundred games that were verified. And then late last week, I believe it was 300. And then I opened it up today and now we're up to 500 games are, par- are verified. The list of games for the Steam Deck that are verified is growing really, really fast. Now, I thought about doing a video to show people how to do this, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I do want to tell everybody about this website that you can use in order to see how your particular uh, library is in the verification process so far. So the first thing that you're going to need in, in order to answer that question is go into Steam. Once you're in Steam, go to your profile and then hit manage profile or edit profile, I think is what it says. And on there, you're going to see your URL. And that URL on Steam is going to have a bunch of numbers at the end. You grab those numbers and then you copy those 
into the website. I'm going to paste it in the description down below. It's going to be in the um, in the show notes as well. And that website is checkmydeck.herokuapp.com. Again, there's a link in the show notes and there is a link in the description down below. Um, click on that link. And if you paste in your code, it's going to show your games that you have. And then you can see which ones are verified and which ones are not. It'll even show you a little graph that tells you what percentage of your um, of your library is verified, what percentage is unsupported, what percentage is playable, and what what percentage is unknown. Now, I imagine that your particular library is going to be mostly unknown at this point. But the fact that Valve is doing like hundreds of verifications per day, obviously, I don't think that a person is going through and doing these by hand. I think that what they have is a, a, a tool set that runs the game, tries to find a problem. If it finds no problem, then it hits verified. And if it does find a problem, it probably sends that to a person. The person then checks and they make a decision whether or not it's playable or verified or whatever. The, the big thing that I wonder about when it comes to verified or playable is that screen legibility. Remembering that the Steam Deck has a 7-inch LCD screen, um, which is roughly the same size. Actually, I think it's exactly the same size as the Nintendo Switch OLED edition. And a lot of games are made not with a 7-inch screen in mind, especially at a resolution of 800p. So it's possible that we'll have a lot of games where the text is illegible. And boy, the idea of them... Um, marking something as verified when a person hasn't looked at the text in the game in order to verify that it's readable. That's really weird to me. Like we have those goofy captcha systems that are like, you know, type in this word, you know, that kind of thing, or find all the fire hydrants. And AI is pretty good, but can AI really determine if something is legible? I would love to know what tool set valve is using in order to figure this stuff out because i think it's really interesting speaking of the steam deck there's also the valve has officially released the actual cad files so like if you have autocad which i don't know if that's free software or not i'm guessing it's not but if you have autocad you can like open up the steam deck files and look at every little thing. This goes right back to everything that I've said about Valve and the Steam Deck and, and how transparent they are being. It's just so refreshing because, look, I come from a world, I have a computer. It's a decent computer. It's not like the the best or whatever, but I have a pretty decent PC. But I'm more of a console gamer. I've been a console gamer for a really long time. Uh, about 11 or 12 years ago, I fell busted my elbow. I can't straighten my arm all the way. I can't bend it all the way. And twisting my arm into the WASD formation on a keyboard is really uncomfortable. So I just moved on and said, well, every game on a, on a console is going to support a controller. So that's where I play most of my games. And because that's far more comfortable for me. And the, uh, the idea that, uh, God, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, I remember now. Uh, <laughs> okay, got my brain back on track. 
Um, so I'm I'm more of a console gamer, and I'm used to everything being locked down and closed off and brick wall right in front of you. The openness that Valve is is um, portraying with their don't get mad at me console. I know it's a PC, but it's still a console ish. Anyway, the the openness and transparency that they are. Um, uh, that they that they are using, that they are portraying, that they are doing, is incredibly impressive to someone who is very much used to everything being regimented, closed off, and walled off. And I just I want to say how refreshing that is. Um, I also want to say I've been playing a ridiculous amount of Monster Hunter Rise, and I've been having an absolute blast with it. And I cannot wait to play it on the Steam Deck and be able to, because I could play it on my Switch, I know, but the Steam Deck is going to be a better experience, and I'm very much looking forward to that. I've been playing it on my PC at 4K 60 uh, hertz, and it's been really, really awesome, but I still want to be able to play it portably, and uh, I've been having an absolute blast with that, but I can't wait for it on Steam Deck. Um, If you play Monster Hunter Rise on PC, make sure you join our community Discord because I was looking for people to do the Street Fighter stuff with, and like it, it was tough doing that with randos. We, I got it done, but it was pretty tough. And I'm, I'm currently Hunter rank 22 or so. So if you want to hang out and you want to fight with me, uh, let's hop into Discord. Uh, There's a link in the description down below, and we'll go kill some monsters together, hunt some monsters together. I think that's probably the better terminology. Speaking of Monster Hunter, the publisher and developer of Monster Hunter Rise is Capcom, and Capcom is doing some weird countdown. Now, I'm recording this on uh, Monday evening, and as of right now, we are six days and nine hours away from whatever is going to be revealed on the official Capcom website. And, you know, there's a lot of different franchises that it could be. And I'm extremely curious what it could be. Uh, one of the people who uh, I follow on Twitter, Joe After Work, he mentioned that he thought that the font of the countdown looked a little bit like um, the Resident Evil remake font. And maybe that's true. But also, I don't know how long it's been since we've had new Street Fighter stuff as somebody who's not really into Street Fighter. So it could be that I will say one thing that it's probably not. And that's Monster Hunter related because we just had Monster Hunter Rise release on PC. We already know that there's DLC on the way this summer. So counting down to something there doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There are, of course, other franchises from Capcom like Mega Man, but I don't know what they are. And I would love to hear what your predictions are for this Capcom countdown, because I think that it's got to be something big. Of course, it could be something big for one subset of the video gaming industry and the rest of the video gaming industry would not care at all. Uh, That's the thing when it comes to publishers like this. Maybe everybody's going to get super excited about some Street Fighter stuff and people like me will be like, nah, yawn, I don't care. Um, I'm curious what it is and I'm, I'm wondering if it's another... Resident Evil remake, like another new one. We already have two. We already have three. I think four. Are they just going to go through and remake all of them? I mean, it's definitely a possibility. I really liked Resident Evil 2 remake. I played it on my PS4. 
I thought that game was really well done. I'm not a huge fan of the gross stuff. Uh, so like, even though I, I put up with the gross stuff in order to enjoy the gameplay and the story of that game. And if the other resident evil games are going to be like that, then, you know, just like resident evil seven, I tolerate the really gross stuff in order to get that really good scare. I like being scared. It's fun to me, man. I just wish that there were a horror game that wasn't quite so gross. Speaking of games that are gross, and this is going to divide quite a few people. There is a game called Martha is dead. And it's it's been revealed that on PlayStation, the game Martha is Dead is going to have the gore all kind of reduced and censored, and on Xbox and on PC, that will not be the case. And boy, as somebody who doesn't like gross stuff, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I also don't like the idea that the platform holder is saying... You need to change the vision of your game in order to suit us. And, you know, we're looking at PlayStation, which is a massive juggernaut in the industry. So the publisher or or developer of Martha is dead. They really don't have much of a choice if they want to get their game on PlayStation. They could say, you know what, forget you, Sony. We'll just go on the Microsoft stuff. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day... You want to you want to make your your money back on your game. You need to be able to have the biggest number of wallets to reach into as possible. And ignoring half of the video game industry, probably not the best idea, especially when you're a smaller publisher. Uh, so I understand why the publishers decided to capitulate to Sony's demands. But I'm curious what you all think about that. Does it bother you that the PlayStation version of the game is going to be censored and the Microsoft and uh, the, the Xbox and PC version won't be censored? I'm really curious what everybody thinks about that. On one hand, I'm like, well, I don't like gross stuff anyway, so that's fine. But on the other hand, it could easily have been a setting that you go into the game and you turn it off or turn it on and it censors it that way, giving the choice to the end user. I think personally, that's the better move. You know, you look at, I talked about this earlier, Mortal Kombat um, on the Super Nintendo versus the Genesis. Back in the day when, you know, Congress had hearings and you had people under oath from Nintendo saying you would never see a game like Night Trap on a Nintendo platform. And here I am cutting to B roll of. Night Trap on the Nintendo Switch, which is hilarious and awesome. But, you know, we we looked at that era in the 90s of the Super Nintendo versus the Sega Genesis and Mortal Kombat. Sega Genesis had blood and Nintendo uh, Super Nintendo had sweat. When you punched people in Mortal Kombat, sweat came off. They changed the color of the pixels from red to white. And they said, that's sweat, not blood. And that's how they... They made it better and they got rid of the fatalities. Uh, and, you know, that never really sat well with people. And I thought maybe we had moved away from that. And, you know, the game has an ESRB rating. And if that's what the rating is, then that's the way it should go. I don't know that I like that Sony is getting in there and saying you need to change your game. And that bugs me. It bugs me a lot. Anyway, let me know in the description or in the description in the comments down below what you think of it. 
All right. There's a game that a lot of people have been talking about lately. And boy, I really want to like this game. And that's Lost Ark. I love Diablo. I love MMOs. The idea of a top-down MMO sounds really fun to me. And I know that there's been those before, but Lost Ark definitely seems appealing to me. I've played it. And well, first off, uh, well, actually, I'll talk about my thoughts about it and then why it's so much in the news right now. But my thoughts are, you know, I told you guys earlier about my elbow and twisting my arm into WASD. And I just want I want to love Lost Ark, but the controller support is, in my opinion, terrible. There's always a couple of ways that you can go when it comes to controller support. You can either completely ignore controllers and then just ignore those players. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. Or you can support controllers, but ignore the UI, which is what Lost Ark has chosen to do. And then you can um, support controllers and have controller integrated into the UI in a functional, um, logical way. And that is not what Lost Ark has chosen to do. And as somebody who really prefers to play games with a controller, I love the the gameplay itself of the game, but I cannot wrap my head around the fact that their choice was to have me control the mouse with the right stick of the controller. And sure, I can bind my skill to the X button or whatever, and that works fine. But if I want to manage my inventory or if I want to do anything that would involve the mouse, instead of controlling that with the D-pad where you just have a cursor that moves around with the D-pad, you have to literally use a virtual mouse to drag things around with the right stick and then push the right stick in in order to click on stuff. It is a objectively terrible experience. And Playing the game, and I'm sure that this this can be turned off in the settings, but playing the game, I'm constantly getting these pop-ups. And the only way to get rid of the pop-up in the middle of combat is to click on it with the mouse, which means I'm trying to play the game, and I have to take my thumb off of the face buttons, which are where all my attacks are, put it on the stick, move my uh, mouse cursor over to this box and it, the mouse cursor moves incredibly slow and then click. And it's really, really frustrating. I even tried as a huge fan of uh, the steam controller. I tried using this. I could not find a setting that really spoke to me. I'm going to keep giving it a shot. I'm going to keep trying to figure it out because I really want to play this game. It's definitely appealing to me. All of the things about it that are in there are very Bill-ish. And I want to jump in there and play. I just, I can't get comfortable on the, the mouse and keyboard. And I can't, I can't get a good controller feel. So, um, you know, maybe if I figure it out, I'll put a video out about how to use the Steam controller with the, uh, with the game. Right now, it doesn't feel good. I'm still trying to work it out. Now, why is everybody talking about it? Well, boy, this bugs me. It bugs me a lot because the game had mostly positive reviews. And it just came out in North America. So it was just released to a much wider audience. And it's incredibly popular. 
mil like um I think it was a million people were all trying to play it at once or something. Like it it was breaking Dota 2 records and CSGO records and stuff like that. Lots of people were trying to play Lost Ark, but they couldn't get in. Uh, the 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 solution that uh, Amazon Games came up with was to build a whole new region of servers in Europe just to 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 make it so that more people could play the game because it was incredibly popular. And the rating for Lost Ark went from mostly positive to mixed because people are review bombing it because you can't play the game right now. And as somebody who has lived through many different MMO launches. You have to remember that when an MMO launches, there are a large number of people that are all trying to play at the same time, way more than would be on a normal day, like say a month or two later. At launch, way more people are all trying to do the same thing at the same time, and the servers just can't handle that. And somebody might say, well, then spin up more servers, which is exactly what they did. But people are saying they're not doing that enough. The problem happens is when you spin up more servers and then some of those servers then become ghost towns because people move on from the game and they start playing something else. And you've taken the population of people who are interested in playing Lost Ark and you've spread them out over a bunch of different servers. And now suddenly you have to do a bunch of server mergers and server mergers are always kind of messy, especially when it comes to character names. Like I tried to get bill as a character name in the game. Somebody had beat me to it on the server that I was playing on, which is very sad to me. Um, By the way, I'm playing on Aldebaran uh, I think, if I remember correctly. So if you see somebody named Bill NN for Nerd Nest, uh, Bill NN on Eldebaron, that's me. And come by and say hi. Uh, but review bombing a game because it has too many people trying to play it at the beginning, like that shows that you like the game, that you want to play the game, and you can't play the game because it's too popular. So review bombing it just seems goofy. Now, last time I talked about review bombing, I had a whole bunch of people tell me, Bill, you're super wrong. And if that's the case, feel free to tell me how wrong I am in the comments down below. A, algorithm. B, that's why we have the internet, is so we can disagree with each other. And if everybody agreed with everything that I said on the show, it would make making this show incredibly boring. So uh, if you disagree, tell me why. Just be nice. Anyway, that's it for today's episode of Games with Bill. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I will see you on the next one. Stay awesome, everybody.